Hi, everybody. My name is Miles Ward, and this is Cloud and Clear. I am your host. I also happen to be CTO at SADA, and I am incredibly excited to have my friend, my friend Lakshmi on from Google. She she also happens to have an incredibly complicated and, and impressive job, but really we're just buddies. And so I'm excited about connecting up today and talking through what's happening in networking and cloud and how we're all working together to make our customers super successful. Lakshmi, can you give a bit of an introduction for folks? Hi, yeah, I'm Lakshmi Sharma. Thank you so much, Miles. And uh, as Miles mentioned that we uh, while we are friends, we also do very interesting job for a lot of a lot of people in the world. So I represent in that role. I'm director of product management for networking for Google Cloud, and uh, I'm here at Google for close to three years. And uh, we release and build a lot of secure and reliable and high performing products for Google Cloud. I I I, I was in. Uh, we did a thing as a SADA. Where we watched the re the, all of the presentations from all different cloud providers. There's reInvent, the Azure people do their stuff. Google has a thing called Next that's spectacular. Uh, in the next opening main keynote, Brad Calder comes out and starts describing Google, and he's got his superlatives. And I've always heard this stuff with you know some kind of caveat. You know, Google has a pretty damn big network or Google has a very large sort of infrastructure system, or it has a network that's five times the size of this other network you've heard of called the internet. But finally, finally, Brad said the magic phrase. And I, I, could, I could hear in the back, like, I, you know, I know Lakshmi is doing backflips and jumping jacks and stuff. Brad just says, Google has the biggest network in the world. What, what, what moment is, what's that like? How, how was sort of hearing that come through? Was that a, a fight, a debate inside to be able to just put your stamp on it and say, no, 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 we have the big one. Yes, and uh, you know it, there is a lot of responsibility that comes with it, right? So if you're just the bigger, but if you're not reliable, and if you're not sure. up as your customers expect you to be, and if you are going through all these peaks and shoppings and holidays, and if everything just doesn't go without, with without you know it, it just goes smooth, right? If it, all of that doesn't happen, then that big network doesn't really help, right? But it does right. give. Oh, does give goosebumps as you said like wow like you know we have this massive opportunity and we have this massive scale we can reach entire world in single hop right that's the kind of promise that's how networking people think about hey i have a phone and i want to connect through a phone or through a laptop while i'm working from home to a cloud because my service is running or i'm going through cloud to a service everything should be able to be connected in one hop like which yeah. means latency and that's the kind of magic that anywhere in the world you can connect to Google Cloud with such an ease at so fast and such a low latency. That is magical. I remember uh, I had a good friend who figured out that if he screamed in just the right way into his phone, he could get a modem on the other side to pick up and it would act and start sending him bite noises and things like this. And we would try to get to print out what it is that his voice sounded like yelling at the modem. And to go from there, like, we maybe I can get a 19.2 kbps modem as a big upgrade for my 9600 baud one to doing the work to connect Twitter at 800 gigabits a second, right? I mean, the delta there is, is really, really massive. Yep. And in the same way, like, I was... I, you know, I'm, I'm the son of a landscaper. When, like the first computer job I did when I was like seven, like going out and help fix a game machine. 
like talk to me about your path from you know from how you get into a place where you're bossing around one of the largest networks no no the largest network in the world uh, yes so i come from i was born and brought up in india and i was in a family where uh, no girl ever went to college and uh, my dad was a peon and uh, peon is um, is not a fancy job and uh, oh. while i'm very proud of my dad is very proud of what he did uh, what he wanted us to do and what he believed was that education is what could uplift us as a as a team of our family and then it may uplift even our society and our neighborhood and all of that so that was his goal he wanted us to be educated and then educated and then i you know and coming from there with a lot of help so i had nobody who was my mentor or like you know when i was going through school i just picked up what people will tell me or my dad will tell my dad and kept kind of following that path landed up in us and to be honest like not having anybody in your circle in your you know neighborhood and anybody who ever even knows what what a job of a manager looks like of an engineer looks like because we did not have people like that in our neighborhood and nobody in my family so coming all the way and you know just i found a lot of people like you know miles like you and then there are many other people who i met like there are some names like david and then stefan so many people who i met who really were my sponsors who who saw like you know my passion who saw my hard work and who saw my knowledge and placed me into the right places you know positioned me into the right places where my skills could be utilized to the best of that role uh, really kind of got me success all the way to here and then i'm fortunate that i landed up in this opportunity when 3 years ago when uh, brad uh, you know brad and team when they were looking for somebody to run uh, networking product management uh it was they were looking for somebody who has done networking engineering software product a lot of things uh and i was thinking like hey i've done this for many years uh and why should i do that again right, right. and right. the reason i wanted to do that was because as you said this is massive opportunity we were like a small cloud you know that right we were very small we were transitioning from consumer to public cloud and that was the beauty of it being there in the middle of everything in that you know onset of the growth that nobody could have imagined and i'm so so happy that i made that decision where i'm influencing and i'm impacting every person's life on the globe and in the globe and also like working with so many smart people it's just it's just magical yeah i i just had a a run in with a new product manager i think she's a transfer over uh emily rap you've got to meet her uh she's in charge of the big query omni project which is i'm sure like a networking nightmare to be able to plumb a Google code base across this handy dandy thing called interconnect over into Amazon to be executed and she was that same kind of experience that I had early with you this like uh feels like breathing in Google right there's like ah yes fresh wholesome Google right where you're hard working and and feisty and trying to find the best solution for customers so i i thought that um you know it would be in the way that i have seen customers take benefit from all of this structure you know so much of what i think not just like you know a couple of people but billions of people depend on it yeah. you can be routed back to like individual intensely feisty people trying to get great stuff done right, right. i mean like yeah. how you know let's let's talk about product right like yeah. networking 
today at Google is, uh, you know, I think is on a tear from a product release standpoint. Can you talk through kind of some of the building blocks that have been launched and maybe any of the heroes or heroines who have been pushing that stuff forward? Yeah, there are many I can talk about and I'll start with like, you know, since I talked about performance and security and reach, this is this is how we kind of look at our end goal is that we can deliver to a user experience where customers don't see all these plumbing, right? Because people, uh, when come to cloud, they come for workloads, they come for applications, they don't want to, when customers come to us, they don't want to, or any cloud, they don't want to even know there is networking. So yeah. networking should be That's seamless right. to them, security should be seamless to them. So in that kind of context, but they want is that wherever I am, I should get a seamless experience. I should get the fastest, uh, the lowest latency, right? And I, because I'm bringing all these databases and then large amount of workloads, hey, there is this large transaction rate that I have, right? Uh, let's say uh, gaming customers, let's say like financial customers, anybody who need sure. big pipe, but at the same time, also like larger transaction for customers like that, we have added and we have built uh, and they want security, which is like private connectivity to their on-prem or wherever they are. So private connectivity at, at very high scale, high rate of packets. And if you can deliver to that at the lowest latency, that is what we have, we offer through our interconnect capability. So we have direct interconnect, right? Uh, capability where you can connect privately any GCP service or any, any customer service running in GCP through that private connectivity to on-prem. So what we have recently announced or what we have built towards and will be GA uh, in you know early next year is that we have reduced the number of hops that used to be there from GCP to edge. So GCPs to GCP edge, GCP region to GCP's edge, you can reach in less than one millisecond. And what does it get you, right? What does it get you? Uh, what it gets you is that now you can, if you are financial, if you are healthcare, and you were directly connecting to us, you can guarantee to your application that I can deliver to this latency from GCP to edge. And talking about another launch that we have done, which is bare metal, right? If you have a bare metal service and you want to do any lift and shift to GCP, let's say Oracle, right? Oracle on bare metal, then you can bring it to our regional extension, regional extension, which is not GCP's data center, but it is right next to GCP's data center and that Oracle bare metal, Oracle and bare metal would look like any other GCP service because you can attach it, your infrastructure, your bare metal, your service, and connect it to rest of the GCP within one millisecond latency delta. So I'm talking about these numbers. I'm talking about this innovation so that this is what we are doing to make it easy for our customers through networking. And But as if you are within GCP, but you bring your infrastructure, you bring your bare metal, bring your services and operate it as if it was on-prem. So making it easier, the hybrid, you know, making it faster and making it more GCP-like, you know, user experience. Yeah. I'm So I'm, as you know, I have been super, super bullish about, um, you know, Google's participation in the hybrid ecosystem. And I think a lot of the work that you and others are doing are helping set the multi-cloud standard across all the different providers. Nobody is as far, far along uh, as Google is, particularly on the connectivity and connectivity performance mm -hmm. side. So these these newer announcements, I think, are doing a lot, um, not not only to meet customers where they are and make it so that they can be successful, but right. uh, I, I'm, I'm surprised that there isn't more of like a, same as there was this like 
right when I started at GCP, there was this incredible fight about how much a, a VM cost per hour, right? And then it was like, no, 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 we're going to do it per minute. And they're like, no, 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 we'll do it per second. And like, ah, we like got into this whole fight about that. And they would benchmark them off against each other like crazy. I, you know, these, for many, many applications, the network issues are bigger drivers of overall system performance and total cost. So I, I think there's a lot where, um, you know, what, what maybe doesn't get the biggest headline in terms of a product launch or something like that, you don't get the full musculature of Google's marketing and networking arm behind you, but uh, they make a really big impact for customers. So yeah, yeah. Thank you for the hard work. Yeah. And I think uh, you, you just mentioned like, you know, say compute and price and performance and all of that, right? So we understand that, like if it was say three years ago, right, we still had to build a lot of products and we wanted to be like enterprise ready. But a big piece of enterprise readiness for large set customers is that when they get their bill, what is the mix like, right? What is a lot of customers that who come, as I mentioned, if you don't want to see networking, then you would like to see less of networking in your bill as well, right? Sure. And then, so we are we are doing a lot of things like, you know, internally also to make it easier for customers when it comes to, hey, I'm going out of GCS, I'm going out of BigQuery, and I'm coming to GCS from a public IP, or I'm going between two regions, between two interzones. There are a lot of questions that customers come up with, right? So we are making it easy for customers to also consume these capabilities, right? So we we have a product where customers come in and say, okay, I I want, I understand that I would need all these combinations of bandwidth and egresses and whatnot, but can you put that together in, in a fixed ECU model for me, right? So we we are, you know, we have a product which is already in. Uh, say, let's say public preview version where we can even offer that. So we are not just thinking about like, hey, Google is so great and in technology and all the capabilities that we build and we are so good in our networking and network security, but we understand very well that customers also want to have a good operating model, good commercial and business model. So we are building products to also make it easy for them to consume our services. I think it's critical that you know, when we're talking with customers, you know, easy has all of these different definitions, right? Like easy for software developers. Most of my customers kind of don't care. They pay software developers. They're happy to crack the whip on them and have them get stuff done. They want easy for them to talk about with their finance team. Exactly. <laughs> it's a very different definition of easy. Okay. Uh, and And I've definitely seen that as each of the different products, you know, starting with some of the innovations in GCE, like, you know, being able to do... Uh, preemptible VMs as a safer version of Amazon Spot, being able to use sustained uses discount, like the the high volume services will be forced by high volume customers to get into financial systems that are compatible with corporate mm -hmm. finance. And watching network and database and the other sort of building blocks follow suit is, uh, I, I hope more of the market recognizes those as signals of scale. Like mm -hmm. you don't go build super exotic pricing models because you're sp selling 35 bucks in networking. You do it because you're sending, selling $35 billion in networking, right? So that's, that's a cool, uh, you know, insider way of kind of observing like, oh, they've, they've gotten huge. They're, they're doing cookie pricing models. Oh, okay, right on. Yeah, that, so, that's, a, that's great. Yeah, that's a good way to kind of look at it. And then that's a message I think a lot of people have, must have also seen from our earnings last quarter and then everybody... Yeah. Uh, you know, Thomas Korean and rest of the team like have already shared that information. So I think, yeah, it, it is indicating that 
we are trusted and people rely on us and customers can rely on us for all their mission critical workloads and applications. Yeah. I mean, I remember how much pressure Amazon was under to break out the AWS number. And, and I didn't know whether like Google would do that faster or slower. I, I came over to Google. I started working with them and like, we, you know, the analysts started in on kind of day one. And I was like, really? Like, you know, it's <laughs> a little early guys. Like I, we, we, you know, oh, give us a minute. So it, you yeah. know, super, super proud of the business being able to cover that milestone. What, <laughs> what do you think are, and you know, it can be about product, but, but, you know, think more broadly, what, what are the next like milestones even not even just for GCP, you can be broader, you know, in public cloud or in technology where, you know, I think there's a lot of our customers that the risk, the risk they try to hedge against most is an unanticipated future. And so, mm-hmm. you know, you're so much further out ahead than most of them, right? Like they're, they're still fighting with terabytes and you're over here hanging out in exabyte land. Like what, you know, what kinds of things should they be paying attention to? What seems, what seems salient? Yeah. So, um, so one convergence, as a lot of us might have seen, you know, have already seen, right? There is a convergence happening on one end. There is a convergence happening where, uh, say, traditional, say, ASIC companies, right, or say, processor companies, they are either processor companies going and buying a network interface company, or a, a network interface company going and buying a processor company. So there is a lot of convergence happening in that world, right? And so that drives one set of patterns, which is like, hey. Things like if if we go a little technical, like which is like hey, things like uh, GPUs and TPUs, and then offloads, and so very heavy data processing, bringing that to the network edge, right? Which means that you are you are bringing encryption to the edge. Like and when I'm saying edge, I really mean closest to the application. Yeah. So that's one trend we are seeing, right? And which we can all see based on the acquisitions and everything that is happening around the globe, right? And so if you bring encryption to the uh, to the closest to the application, you are driving like uh, yeah, GPUs at the rate like, you know, of like you mentioned 800 gig at the network. But if you end up doing that right at your network interface card, imagine what we can do, the possibilities, right? So you're talking about high performance computing, like large amount of drones, autonomous cars, all of that may be kind of compacted to a very small size, right? So that is a trend we are seeing, and that will enable or converge to two industries, right? So let's take, and I, because I mentioned HPC, high-performance computing, which has been seen traditionally as a legacy and you know industry. Hey, oil and gas, scientific computing, right? Things like that. But because of the uh, you know this new convergence is happening because of cloud, because cloud enabled that scale, massive scale, we can we can take a transport and travel industry from a traditional legacy HPC on-prem work to a very scalable, flexible, globally distributed Google-like network of any instance type being able to deliver now something like the drug discovery for uh, you know, COVID, right? Because you can do so much of processing and so much of data processing at the same time. So that's kind of one trend. And legacy taking a new way of kind of looking at the applications, but convergence of compute networking and at the scale and this rate that we couldn't imagine before, but that is, you know, combined with the offloads work and the, you know, we have our partnership with NVIDIA and all. So all of that convergence happening, that's kind of one. Now we up-level, right? So up-leveling is that how customers are consuming services at the top, which is word like, you know, we have heard these terms like SASE and then like, you know, uh, some network as a service. 
where you can go and just in one place, you can get firewall, you can get NAD, you can get an IPv6 address, everything. And the customer doesn't have to worry about what my network connectivity type is, where in the world I'm coming from, whether I'm coming from an edge, which let's say SD-WAN, whether I'm coming from a Chrome, from a phone. So how do we make it easy for any network service to be consumed and, and deliver to that from an experience out of my own consumption, which is a lot of AIML. So a lot of processing, a lot of AIML, and then making it network as a service from anywhere in the world. So I think that is actually a trend for all cloud providers. Yeah, I, I, I think in, in some ways it's, it's very good that the providers all work in the same kind of swim lanes competing with each other. That competition has only positive benefits for customers. And I, and I think that um, uh, you know, there's this great quote from Adrian Cockcroft uh, when in the very terrifying meeting when the Amazon folks uh, announced to him that they were going to build Prime Video, he was like, oh, good, you'll finally build the stuff I need, right? Like more competition for these things that customers need, I hope, will drive the chip manufacturers and the hardware providers and all the rest of it to give you the raw materials you needed to build an incredible network. But you you said the magic word, my my favorite word around all this stuff is is easy. And I, one of the things that I'm I keep looking for that I haven't seen a decent example of yet. I'm wondering if you've seen anything in this vein, where it it's so obvious to such a huge percentage of developers that encapsulating the configuration of their software in a standardized format, we mm -hmm. ended up landing on this thing called a container. And Docker is at, you know set the standard for what that looks like, and now the OCI model has helped people use containers all over the place. The the unlock of interoperability and consistency is so massive from a value standpoint that that everybody is moving in that direction. But I, like I have not yet seen a container for my network config. Like I want the I want to download the container for network HIPAA compliance. I want to download the container for network PCI compliance and run that container in my cloud, which would set all the network constraints in such a way as it makes it so that I can't break those rules. Those are the kinds of controls I think enterprises are looking for. I Can love that. that. Yes, and, and you actually just went into a product, uh, and I'll use the product name, which, which we have launched, which is in the similar direction. And I think we're ahead of some competition and some folks in that direction. So, and also comes from some of the work that networking team here in GCP has done. So there's a term in networking, it's called intent base network, right? Intense based, um, you know, uh, configuration intent based network. What that means is that uh, you take, uh, you, you basically figure, learn what is the intent of the user, like who's configuring firewall routes and then IPsec or that anything that you need in a network. And when I say network, I mean that full topology. If it is a cloud, you go from org to folder to project to VPC, right? The full topology. And then you learn that full configuration of the customer and all the way to on-prem, right? Which is because we're talking about hybrid. So what, how magical would it be if I could just learn entire configuration and over time, hey, Google, you could, within my configuration for my data, you could also keep recommending to me that, hey, this is the configuration maybe you intended and you have deviated and then give me the control so that I can go and play play button and then it either accepts or declines and then give me for NAND, give me for IPsec VPN, give me all these recommendations and then keep and give me a view so that I can, because you know, unless 
you you don't trust something unless you see it. And plus, for all these compliance things you talked about, you need to take a copy and put a certificate out there. So how cool it would be if you can give me a view on the topology, and it just looks like as if I used to do that through all these network planning devices when I was either a telco or when I'm an enterprise, because I used to put all these paper in my you know operations center. Can you give me that similar paper paper look in a topology in cloud? I'm like, yes, we heard you. You know, we started talking to all of our customers long time ago, and they gave us as a requirement. So we have a product called Network Intelligence Center. That's basically the product is you know it's called self-driving network, and it starts by giving you a network performance monitoring diagnostic, but with a view that we can take you towards a self-driving model of cloud, right? And we recently also launched a product called Active Assist, right? which is overall self-driving cloud, and which is, let's say, intent-based for your for GCP, for all services like compute, identity, networking, all of that. And Network Intelligence Center, think of that as a self-driving network. But everything starts by, give me an intent of a configuration, static configuration, then tell me if I have the right flows, then tell me if I have the right data paths, all of it, load balancer, everything in there. So we do have a product. See, see, well, see, I gotta, I gotta get caught up now. I gotta, now I gotta stay up all weekend and write a bunch of weird shit to try and bust this thing, which will be super fun. Uh, yeah. There's, you know, one other piece that's, um, you know, that I, I think is, is, you know, in the vein of kind of the easy button, right? If we're gonna, if we're gonna encapsulate all these things, I think declarative formats are are critical. You know, the whole industry is kind of swung in that way, and and I. I think to the benefit of a huge number of operations people who, who don't have to go be the the implementer of said declarations, which is great. Um, there's, you know, for our largest customers, a whole bunch of the building blocks that you described are the right materials. They need an API to be connected at the edge so that they can set up the routing devices and the other equipment on their end to build an interface over multiple, probably redundant, fairly expensive linkages mm-hmm. that the next layer down right i'm i'm thinking retailers with thousands mm-hmm. of locations and finance shops and healthcare and yep that's right every one of the verticals is an example like this where there's a gazillion installations and their their network is not this white hot super dense thing it is a distributed massively sp- you know spread out all over the place i i i, I remember when amazon shipped uh, shipped the uh, Snowball, the first the hardware appliance for storage, and and I immediately was all over him. Like I don't I don't give a shit about sending eighty gigs of data into the public cloud. I, yeah. I want a Snowball that's just for networking. Right. Let me send an appliance that when I turn it on, it's mm-hmm. connected, mm-hmm. and there's no more like conversation or setup. I have to call the like weird neck bearded giant networking guy who is invariably in that position in every one of these major businesses that controls access from their environment to cloud. We have to have a cloud key or some kind of way of unlocking the door. And, and VPNs are a part of that. And like, the, I know all the, the technology bits, but the experience for customers remains, I have to get the scary person on the phone. Mm-hmm. I, I risk violating all global corporate policy if I push this magic button and okay. I, I, I don't have the authority to do this stuff. So I'm trying to figure out how we get further Anthos seemed like an ingredient to that. Mm-hmm. It has this channel called Connect, where it's yeah. like, okay, there's a pipe, but like, I want to run everything over the pipe, and I want you to manage it for me, and I don't have to handle all of it, right? Like, okay. how how do we get further on that? 
Yeah, so Anthos is our hybrid, right? So Anthos is the hybrid platform. So everything that I'm talking about, I'm coming from the bottom sub, which is infrastructure layer, right? And Anthos is our platform layer. So yeah, now kind of uh, three-step, right? So first addressing that, hey, um, there is an equivalent of say Snowball where this is a special purpose. You take it on-prem and you save some data and boom, it goes to cloud. So we do have like, you know, in the storage, uh, my storage colleagues have built something called transfer appliance and they do have that capability. Yes, you have to ship it back to cloud and then that's how it works. But then since ne next step, which is, as you mentioned, like Anthos can take you through Anthos on-prem um, for a two on-prem and then we bring some capabilities there, right? And we continue to expand just today. I think our Anthos bare metal went GA and that would be our driver and vehicle for a lot of our, uh, you know, a lot of our hybrid deployments and legacy deployments as well, right? I know our customers, You uh, we used to hear a lot from various folks that, hey, like, you know, GCP or Google only talks about transformation or like, you know, GKE or... Oh. Uh, I said, I know Anthos bare metal is GA because I'm holding it. <laughs> so. <laughs> Uh, so uh, this is this is the fourth version of our little toasters, uh, and you can squint and see this is like a prototype. We're not actually going to send these to anybody, but if you look in the back, there's a little violence that's been done to that. These are three of the Dell Ultra seventy seventy. They're like computers to be bolted on the back of a monitor, but they're eight cores and sixteen. No, no, it's not thirty. No, sixty four gigs of RAM a piece. And a bunch of NVMe. So, like, here's my public cloud. This is small enough. Like, I, I can. But there's no router in here, right? Like, that's the part that it's missing. Like, I, like I know how to stick a router in. I've got a bunch yeah. in the corner. Yeah. But, but making it so that it it does the bridging without right. me having to fight too much is is a I think a critical unlock for getting all of the little places just on the cloud, so that you don't have to fight it too much. Right. I think that, so you said that, right? So the, we we launched first bare metal and then like, you know, rest of the portfolio, making it easy. We already have a way to connect to this. That's how you're connecting it here too, right? So um, the step is that we introduce bare metal, then you make networking and the full stack of network and other services. When I say network by, by mm -hmm. definition, I mean firewall and NAT and IPsec and everything that we have, interconnect connectivity, yep. CDN, load balancer, everything I mean. So. So then you have the network stack, make it easy as part of the Anthos kind of portfolio. And then you just make it easy for it to be that push button from cloud because you want seamless anywhere. So, but another part of it, which I kind of, you know, touched upon a little bit before is that we have a customer version of it, right? Anthos is GCP's version, but we already offer bare metal as part of our regional extension, right? Sure. And regional extension is, as I said, it's a mini data center right next to Google Cloud. So, which is basically your on-prem, right next to GCP in our location, right? So that's how we are kind of, you know, bringing that version of cloud to customer or customer to cloud and creating these opportunities where uh, customers can, you know, bring their either legacy application or transformation, you know, all kinds of platforms and versions and views that we have. I, I think if there's, it, it's, I think it's easy from the outside you know, and looking at, you know, there's a landing page for cloud.google.com and it has like a couple of services on it. And, you know, okay, it looks like kind of like a product. Like it's not a product. Of course, it's hundreds of products. And uh, and in a lot of ways, 
it'd be easy for a hundred products or 200 or 300 of whatever it's up to now for them to be disjoint and disconnected and, and, and to have kind of a less than comprehensive view of what customers needs. That's one of the things that I think is, you know, particularly impressive for GCP, but then like narrowly very impressive in networking is that you've been very consistent about, um, about, you know, filling out all the columns and all of the rows, right? Like all of the things that we're going to be able to do, we're going to be able to do it in all of the places. And, and that's, right. you know, invariably my, my company is the one that finds the customers in the one box that you didn't really decide to fill in, right? Like, and, and Google makes it great because you tend to fill in all the boxes. So thank, yes. you, thank you for the hard work on that. I really appreciate it. Sure. Yep. Uh, so, oh, whew. We went fast and, and we talked about a bunch of nerdy stuff uh, and, and you did great. Um, the, uh, that we got there, right. From, you know, from you, me working with my dad and you working with yours and, and how far, um, you know, everybody goes in technology. I think that's one of the things that's best about this industry is just how, how much progress you can make from, you know, the number of people that you have influence over the, the amount of, you know, productive value you can generate, like what, um, as you're, you know, both of us are kind of going into a different phase of our careers. I, I'm doing a lot more mentoring than I am like looking for mentors, although happy to include you in, in the latter list. What, what are you trying to do with, with the new people that come into Google? How, how are you connecting in to, to help them, you know, take a better path. I, I know some of the stuff we're doing, but it, like, I'm interested in, in in the ways that you're thinking about making an impact there. I think so. Um, I'll talk about Google and then through Google, what else I have achieved, you yeah. know, Google gives a lot of opportunities for all kinds of things. So, um, so being a cloud provider, which is global and billions of customers. So very important is that your perspectives have to be diverse, right? And I, I call DEI like which is I I'm a core member of a DNI core infra like core infra is our team like an infrastructure team of that steering committee member and I do a lot of these things but to me everything goes from education right uh, when you educate somebody you get educated back right education is always a two way thing so I I do help in I with a lot of mentoring a lot of sponsorship and then all of that but specifically. Um, the things that we have, I've been able to achieve is that uh, last year, for example, like in, as it connects to education. So last year, uh, we were in some part of the world. We were working with the customers. We were extending through a customer and a partnership. And then one of my team members who happens to be from India, he said, Lakshmi, you know, because you're so passionate about education, uh, the customer who happens to be king of that country and their his wife says, Hey, we have, can we partner with you guys? And can you educate these 50 women and this women leader that you have? Can she come and then educate those people on cloud technology? These are graduates. And then I'm like, oh, wow, this is awesome. And then I had other friends like from Cisco and Nokia. I reached out to them and then my colleague reached out and said, hey, we want to educate these 100 people. And then it became from 50 to it became 100. So we basically ended up educating 100 people in that country and it was it was so so impressive, like how much support we got. And then through these connections, like you know, as you and I are talking, as few other friends I had from other industries, right? Uh, there was CTO of like you know Nokia and then other team and Cisco. So those we all came together, you know. And then the impact that it had is that now I'm doing similar thing in Ethiopia. So every night getting on a one a.m. call and teaching people 
And so I think that's kind of, uh, and then you learn from them because at the end of the day, like, you know, Google is helping me run these GVCs and having these meetings. So you're always learning, there's a customer out there, right? You're always learning that what an end user wants. And if you can learn from so many diverse perspectives and, you know, keep giving, uh, keep giving, keep giving, because you receive something from somebody, I think at the end of the day, it helps uh, people. They trust Google, right? They trust us kind of working with them. And we learn so much about them. So I think that's, it's been amazing journey with Google, not just working and building products, but kind of going up beyond and connecting with people that I couldn't have imagined uh, doing similar things. I was always kind of into this, as you said, because somebody at some point sponsored me, mentored me, and I want to continue to give back. I do that. And then there's some interesting things I do because I am Indian. So what I do, I sign up to Asian network. I sign up for say, you know, Google's kind of, you know, say American Indian network or say, you know, all kinds of network where I sign up and then some, you know, somebody who recently I'm mentoring said that, oh, you don't look black. And, but you are the only person who is a director in this specific group. So would you still be able to mentor me? I'm like, absolutely. And then I happened to work with this person too, right in past. So it's like, then I learn about that community, right? So this, this is how my way of kind of keeping the diverse perspective, kind of reaching out to people, because if you don't spend time with people like who are not like you, you don't learn about them. That's right. That's right. I think it's one of the, um, I don't, I don't think we've really internalized as a culture the tragedy of this virus from, from a perspective of how little, you know, a bunch of these smart people aren't flying around mixing, right? Like I, I do a lot of GVCs, but I don't do a lot of GVCs with people I've never met, yes. right? And, and, and so you, you end up in this like, you know, our, our social circle has crystallized yes. in the last nine months. And there, it now has this very crunchy outer shell. It's like a firewall that has landed as a result of this thing. And I, I think it, I think it, I hope that all of us, it's one of the things I'm trying to think about for 2021 is like, assuming this all works the way that it's supposed to, and the vaccines are great and everything's right. Like, how do we pour gasoline on getting that you know, introduced yeah. to new people, introduced to new, how do you help out new folks, you know, keeping that going smooth. We, we started a thing kind of before, uh, before COVID hit uh, at SADA called SADA U. I, I talked to you a little bit about what we're doing there. We're on to our second class now. We just went through the budget thing. We got approved now to do a whole, a whole set of classes for next year. So we're super excited about that. Um, and uh, that, that's been one way, you know, I've been trying to do it is like, see if I can get a business to do, do some of this legwork for me and make sure we're like, we've hired, you know, a hyper intelligent professor who's doing a better job of teaching than I would do. And I just sort of come in and wax philosophical occasionally, uh, um, which is, which is probably better for them. They get to it like an actual positive outcome. Uh, but one of the places, you know, I, I, you know, I'm trying to figure out how to do better is to think through, um, you know, the spots where the networking, the connections, between mm -hmm. our customers, yeah. like, right. Like it's one, like Google has this network of customers that, you know, that use the platform that depend on it. And like, they, they've started to use some stuff. They did this, there's like a cloud connect thing. There's like a social media thing they've tried to pull together and a couple mm -hmm. of other different approaches. It's just sort of, it fits and starts. I'm, mm -hmm. I'm really excited to see like a community of smart, creative, hardworking, and probably best way to motivate them is to have 
you know, altruistic causes that we can all sort of contribute to together, like, all, you know, invariably the best stories that came from Google were the places where some hot engineer worked hard on some problem nobody thought was all that interesting and way out in the middle of nowhere someplace and they solved really, really critical stuff. I think I don't think there's any Google employee that doesn't cry when you watch the potato video when you come in, right? You're like, oh, the potato, video. oh, it just gets me right there. Oh, So, you know, we're, you know, as a little company sitting outside, we're trying to figure out like, you know, what, what are we going to end up doing that, mm -hmm. that is going to feel like the potato video? Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. kind of, but, and, and I, and one hope is that um, that can come not just from, you know, one of our engineers staying up late and building a thing, um, but in facilitating the connections between yeah. customers and partners. Yeah. I think that would be, uh, so like we discussed, like offline, it would be, uh, you know, on behalf of like my team and Google networking or Google cloud, actually, um, I would love to kind of, you know, I would love to bring in more people like me and then we would be happy to partner, as you said, like extending it to our customers because we are anyway working with them could be another way of connecting at, at human to human, right? Um, outside, like, you know, just kind of, yeah, selling and building our products, uh, human empathy. Yeah, that would be awesome. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I've, I've told this to more than one customer, like, you, you don't need me here as a salesperson. This product is great. You should use it. Uh, why don't we, you know, what do you need? How, how, how do I help? Let's, let's make a friendship yeah. and figure out where that goes. Like, it's a much, it's a much better way to spend your work day. <laughs> because the kind of bonds that you have built, right? I think that's your personality. This is because you're just talking. So I'm saying that uh, just yeah. reaching out, like I think reaching out to me and then say, hey, Lakshmi, let's just do this. And was also one okay. of the ways, like, hey, we are partners and then we know each other. How do we talk about products? And at the same time, how could we educate? I think every opportunity we get like this, like, you know, you have experience, I have experience in life. And then, you know, through your con your connections, we'll see it. My connection with, I see all, especially during COVID, I've seen that these kinds of podcasts and writing blogs and videos, putting more videos out there is the way for us to, you know, educate rest of the folks right. and share our knowledge, right? And even if it can help like few people somewhere, uh, I think this is, this will be a great outcome. I always love turning things inside out, right? So I imagine, you know, the disenfranchised, broke, uh, you know, struggle, struggling to get access to education, furry red bearded weirdo who lives in Ireland <laughs> and he looks up to the hyper successful you know director at Google in engineering and just wants to grow up big and strong like Lakshmi and 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 the, the, he's he's off trying to figure out like oh you know I got I gotta build some good I gotta work this networking thing out so like all you know every, everybody does want to grow up uh big and strong like like little Lakshmi and I, I really appreciate you taking all this time and and putting up with my weirdness um you know anything i can ever do to help you know don't ever hesitate to reach out yeah. um and thanks and for taking you, time Mark. to talk to our people same uh, for you i remember right and this is kind of it could be on the record too but um so and i you don't know so um i think you, you it was your last week i guess or second last week and we were at next and then my daughter needed an extra pass and you gave her and took her you know because you were the one running the show so at that time so that things like that right they matter and they stay with stay with people for the rest of the life so thank you for being such a wonderful person oh yeah no that's 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 what we're here to do thank you for listening to cloud and clear 
Check the show notes for links to this week's topics. And don't forget to connect with us on Twitter at Cloud and Clear and our website, sada.com. Be sure to rate and review the show on your favorite podcast app.